Heads up, friends. The unofficial Shopify podcast is made by indie entrepreneurs for indie entrepreneurs and may contain material not suitable for all audiences, like swearing or economics. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, your Shopify theme, it's not up to date, right? If, and I'm guessing the thing that's holding you back from updating is the, the fear of losing customizations. But then that's leaving your store behind in bug fixes and the latest features, right? Okay, what if there was a way to update your themes without losing your customizations? Enter Out of the Sandbox's Theme Updater Plus. Look, Out of the Sandbox knows Shopify themes inside and out. They've been around, and their premium themes are used by over 80,000 e-com stores. And for years, their theme updater has helped countless Shopify store owners keep their themes updated while preserving their unique settings. Theme Updater Plus's new Pro Plan gets you access to detailed line-by-line info about your customizations, making it easier to maintain them and update them. And their new Vault feature automatically makes backups of your product theme collection order and customer data. So don't wait until a missed update causes lost sales or a staff mishap causes data loss. Invest in Theme Updater Plus today and enjoy peace of mind knowing your store is always up to date, personalized, and backed up. Find Theme Updater Plus in the Shopify App Store or head to outofthesandbox.com. That's Theme Updater Plus by Out of the Sandbox. Uh, so are you disc-pilled? My disc-pilled? I'm disc-pilled. I don't know what this reference is. Uh, I'm a little frightened. I bought a Blu-ray player, 4K Blu-ray player. I already got a 4K TV because those are pretty much the only ones they sell now. Oh. And I bought a 4K Blu-ray player and I'm just buying discs. How is life in 2019? 2017? I live in a world where if I like a movie, I could just watch it instead of it being like, oh, Netflix deleted it. You'll never see it again. They got a tax write-off, though. Let me introduce you to the wonderful world of copyright infringement. (laughs) Yeah, that's the secondary thing. I think one could argue with given the fact that uh, SAG and the WGA are on strike right now because they've completely been cut out of profiting on their works. Uh, Copyright infringement is almost a moral good at this point, but that's too deep for this podcast. Yeah, on this (laughs) podcast about Shopify and e-commerce, we're talking Shopify product updates. But first, let's get back to how that strike is going. <laughs> let's get back to how I'm disc-pilled. Uh, I love it. Looks sick. Uh, the bit rate, I did a bunch of sh- research on the bit rates. It's like 3, 4x quality over streaming. I think that's the real advantage. Yeah. Plus, there's also, there is a a strange appeal to physically owning something. Like, if I, a digital download, it's super convenient. I love it. But all I've bought is a license. Like, I don't actually own the physical thing i mean and it, part of it was i was looking for something to buy and i was like oh 4k blu-ray what's up with that and uh, the reviews they were sort of like uh yeah this uh you know this review listing is getting harder and harder all the time because they're just not making these players anymore and then coupled with the fact that you know i think i saw power of the dog which is a big netflix movie that got nominated for best picture uh netflix announced that they're just gonna pull it now it's not gonna be on netflix anymore So coupled with uh, streaming services just removing content and just deleting it forever or who knows, whenever they feel like bringing it back and Blu-rays maybe going away, uh, I'm just, uh, maybe I'm going to stock up. I'm going to stock up on stuff. As career web developers, I think we spend an unusual amount of time thinking about the state of the internet. 
And when you have like every, the streaming service were the alternative to cable to now it feels like uh, it's a, in the next five to 10 years, we'll just be back to cable under a different name. Whereas like, they, you know, they'll just roll them all up and you'll pay one flat hundred dollar fee and have no control over what you have access to. I think we're just going to go full circle, circle right back to it. Well, first of all, that was always my argument. Like I remember, I think it, like John McCain, when he was in the Senate, that was like one of his weird hobby horses. Is like, you know, we need to do cable unbundling. And like people should just be able to buy the channels they want. And and like I remember that being like a big thing in a lot of tech circles that they were like, yeah. And I'm like, you guys are all idiots. Like, yeah, right now you get 100 channels and you pay two bucks for every channel. When you want 10 channels, they're going to need to replace that revenue. So you're going to end up paying. You're OK. Yeah, you only get the 10 channels you want. However, you'll be paying 10 bucks for each one of those channels. It's all going to be the same. You're not going to save any money. And you're going to lose channels you might watch sometimes because the price is just going to go up. And that's exactly what happened, because instead of paying for cable, you know, 70 bucks a month or whatever the hell it is now because they're monopolies. I mean, I'm not saying the cable companies are great guys, but now we're paying. Well, I got to pay for Netflix. got to pay for Hulu. Got to pay for HBO Max. Got to pay for Disney Plus. Got to pay for, you know, it's just like, oh, uh, it's all the same. It's the same thing as before. It is just we've switched it up. It's the classic tech company thing of. Well, we're going to disrupt it. It's disruption. It's disruption. But in the end, we're just going to recreate the thing that we had before, only instead of those companies make money, now we capture all the profit. Even though we just did it by spending a ton of money to wreck the industry, and then we pick up the debris later, and now we get all the money. I mean, it's pretty much Uber. Like, Uber was better in some ways, but then it's like, well, we'll just destroy all the cab companies, never make a single dollar. And uh, now all there is is Uber. Oh, look how that worked out. Uh, yeah, a lot of, um, yeah, and I'm suspicious of the word disrupt. Yeah, I mean, all it is is we're just going, we're going to destroy the cable companies. Then we're going to consolidate all our streaming services, or it'll be like Tubi, where it's just like random garbage just running 24 hours a day or Pluto TV. And now you have cable again, only you're paying us now. I, I mean, we disrupted it. At the same time, I have no interest in going back to cable. You know, there's something about, I don't want to pick. Don't make me pick. I just, what's on? Tell me what's in my head. I mean, I still love, I love TCM. You know, apparently David Zaslav and Warner Bros. are going to wreck TCM from what I've been hearing. And TCM, they, they pick the movie for you. And you're you, just, want, you're, you want the curated content. If I want, yeah, I want it to be up because like, I don't want to make a choice because I'm only going to choose the things I would choose. Whereas then you, it doesn't help you discover new things. That Yeah, there's that issue of discoverability that you got with channel flipping and cable bundling that I don't get anymore yeah. when I can really choose my streaming options. Well, even, even you know, I, I, I have Criterion streaming and, you know, even then where they have like, they have like three things a month, like three sets of focuses on that month. There are, it's, you know. There you go. It's curated. Like, here's the stuff you should look at this month that we just added. That's like, here's a reason for it. And like that, I need some level of curation instead of it just being like, oh, here you go. Especially HBO Max. Holy crap. HBO Max is just like, you want to watch something? And just like barfs it all out on you. Do I want to watch The Sopranos or 90 Day Fiance Goes Hawaiian? And like, it's all on the same level. It's all the same garbage. Like, there's no differentiation whatsoever. It goes TV, movies. Which one do you want? I do. They're all kind of nightmarish to navigate. They're horrible. Every streaming service, the UI is horrendous. 
There, we can't do 10 minutes on the horrors of streaming television. Anyway, uh, 4K Blu-ray discs. Buy them. <laughs> it's weirdly anachronistic. It's not. You know what? It's not. It's not. Because streaming was a streaming was a mistake. You just have to reposition. Blu-rays are, those are for purists. It's archival. It's like, oh, do you not care about quality? Well, that's quality? the thing. There's this actually, oh, you want to buy a $200 Blu-ray player? Good luck. They're all going away. Oh, you want to buy a $1,000 Blu-ray player? Ready to go. What could that one possibly add? Because it, it's got, you know, better numbers. The numbers go up. Oh. And then the nerds like it up more. Up and to the right? Yeah. The nerds Ooh. like it more. That's for the film, film purists. I, you know, I'd be happy to do. My uh, eyes. I try, I try to watch streaming and my eyes just start tearing up and I can't see it because the bit rate is so low. I give an issue. My corneas get scratched because your discs are too sharp. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, for the last, I don't know, two, three years, Shopify, Shopify ended Unite, their annual developer conference. And instead now we do editions where biannually, twice a year, they tell us, hey, here's what's new with Shopify. And it always is magically, it's 100 plus feature updates. We get that every six months. And once late summer rolls around, and my kids are going to go back to school soon. I'm starting to think about the fall and Halloween. Uh, for the summer, Shopify drops 100 updates on here. And there's no way we're going through all 100. So I picked, I don't know, seven, less than 10 for us to go over a few highlights and discuss the impact of. And to get some background on it, I even listened to an hour of a Twitter Spaces AMA, you know, their like clubhouse alternative with um, Toby and a couple other Shopify execs. So I have a little bit of a little bit of background info here. How has the Shopify Editions update impacted you, Paul Rita? Uh, you've said to me several times, hey, we got to record an episode on Editions. And I said, okay. And that's how it's impacted me. And yesterday on the way out, I said, how do you want to structure that episode? And you suggested pick your favorites and I will react to it. <laughs> and then you got to put up the video. It's reaction. <laughs> the oh, I forgot to introduce the show. The you should they probably know, they know what they're listening. This to. is the unofficial they, they, they Shopify podcast. It. It's in the stream. You don't need to say it again. I'm Kurt. Tech yeah, no, I'm You're Paul Rita. Yeah, well, oh, tech, tech chubby. Uh -huh. All right, it's the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, I should just clip that out. We use that as the intro for every episode. <laughs> All right, so first one, we're going to open uh, with native bundles. So this was a much-wanted feature where that essentially replaces apps. So in the past, you'd say you get an app like frequently bought together, and let's say someone's looking at a T-shirt, you could say, hey, make it a complete set. You know, get the T-shirt, the pants, the socks, and add those together, save 10%. Um, and you'd have to use an app for it, or you'd have to... They'd have the customer would have to add it to cart, and then you'd use Shopify Script Editor to do the discounting. Shopify Script Editor is going away. We need a solution here, and so Shopify is now offering native bundles. And essentially, like our previous options were apps, hacks, and workarounds. Now that we've got this native feature to do bundling, it works exactly as one would hope and think. But there is one exception that I've seen uh, people bring up on Twitter. You are at the 100 variant limit, the dreaded 100 variant limit that's on products applies to bundles as well, but it's like all of them combined. All right, let's roll this back. I have questions. All right, hit me. So what does this bundle app offer? Do I get, I'm on the product page. I've gone in the back end of the bundle app on my store. 
and I've put together a bundle. We'll call it socks, shirt, pants, and socks. And so on the shirt product page, there will be a widget underneath the add to cart button. Yes, no? Yeah, I don't know what it looks like. Hold on. The point of me asking questions and not knowing what's going on is that you would then have answers to the questions. Let's not get crazy. All right, so the, the bundle presents as a product. Oh, yeah. okay. And they give you multiple options where multi-pack is like essentially a quantity break discount. Hey, you want to buy three of this. But you have to set it up as a separate product in the store? Well, I'm going through the documentation now. And it look like when you the screenshots of it, it looks exactly like a product page where it'll show it's got a description, title, and then the standard product form. But then you're picking your options are really are associated to interchangeable products. Okay. So the variants are actually skews. Skews. Well, same deal. Actually, a variant to skew anyway in a product. Yeah, but what I'm saying is in the area on the back end of the product where you normally would put in your variants, you're just putting in different products that already exist on the store as the pieces of the bundle. Yeah. I'm assuming. Yes. And that's a product page. So really what you would have to do is like on the shirt page, you'd have to put something that's like, get this as a bundle. And then they'd click on it and it would redirect them to the bundle product. Yeah. Well, that... Uh, that okay and then they'd add the bundle product to their cart and then they'd buy it and the bundle product would have whatever price it has on it that would get around all my other questions because you know we did this before you know we did a lot of stuff with like free gift with purchase hoonigan did a lot of stuff like this and you know the problem with all of that was always like you know there were there were many pieces in the process where it's like well we actually can't automatically add products to people's cart so like they would have to do it so like that's an app but then like we'd have to note like that make sure the products x y and z are in the cart so then if that's true then we can edit the price and like you know all this other and that was like a complex shopify script yeah, it was a huge pain in the ass so the idea of just turning it into its own separate product helps get around a ton of that and yeah. then now you're just running it you're just working inside the basic shopify system at that point and then it doesn't mess up the, the other advantage to this is it doesn't mess up your inventory that's what i was going to say i guess since it's connecting on the back end to like previously established products on your store it's just incrementing the inventory there so this is available on all plans and then there's api access for it if you're on plus which i think for you know 99.9 percent .9 of people that's not a thing you need to worry or care about yeah it'd be interesting to see what the api access lets you do if the api access probably would let you do like a cool doodad on product pages that you can then auto edit like from the shirt page with api access maybe you can you know you probably wouldn't need api access because it's just adding a different i really thing. think it's, it's just it, adding yeah. a different thing on the store it, it to support your headless setups yeah it would probably be for headless uh so yeah back to that 100 variant limit so people don't know this i don't know if you know this listener uh shopify has a limit of 100 variants on any product which sounds like a lot but when you think about it say a shirt has five different sizes and then maybe like two fits where it's like, you know, regular and tall, regular and tall. And then, all right, so now we're so at now 10 skews. Now we're at 10 skews. And then we add 10 colors. Oh, now we're at 100. Yeah. Like you're done and you're done. You can't add any more sizes. You can't add any more colors. That's it. I don't know why we have this limit. It's a little silly. There's like a 
a a thing you only whisper about some a rare selection of stores a fraction of a percent of stores supposedly the rumor is 250 variant limit what yeah like if your name ends with kardashian maybe you can get access to this <laughs> I, i'm sorry uh let's keep her anonymous kim k oh you're right sorry <laughs> my mistake uh yeah, and I mean, I'm working on a store right now for us that has four sets of options. And then, you know, if each one of those sets of options has, I don't know how to do math in my head, but if it was like, you know, if each one has five choices in it, well, now, you've, now you're at 100. Yeah. And if one of them has six in it, uh, it it's over. You can't do it. And, I, I, and so the way they do it is three of the sets are actual normal, you know, Shopify options, and the third fourth set of options is done by an app Ugh. and i was like why did they do this this is so stupid why is this happening they didn't have a choice and you looked at it at for one second and you were like hit that drop down and the fourth one has you know eight choices in it and you were like yep they hit the 100 variant limit hey you know what i heard toby say in the twitter ama today what did he say uh constraints lead to creativity oh great I'm, yeah i'm paraphrasing but mm -hmm. that was that was the message yeah that's why i only cook a meal every meal i make has to have like three only three ingredients in it and you know that makes me a better cook you know i think if we're going apples to apples <laughs> you could use why do you need 101 ingredients yeah <laughs> but anyway so the that's dumb and the extremely dumb thing that they have now added is that it's 100 variants for the whole bundle so if you have a three product bundle each one of those products can only have 33 variants. Yes. So, yeah, that <laughs> that variant limit applied to bundles really compounds here. Yeah. To go back, I mean, to go back to our, our thing, a shirt has, say a shirt has five sizes and five colors. The pants have five sizes and five colors. The socks have, I don't know, three sizes and five colors. Uh-oh. Like, already we're in the 80s now on that. Like, we're getting close to not being able to create that bundle. Uh, you know, I'm still grateful. I mean, it's nice. I have just, native bundles. This 100 variant limit, I'm kind of wondering why we're still doing this. I mean, yeah, it's been 10 know. years. They've had it for 10 years. Like, can you upgrade the system once every 10 years, maybe? Yeah, give me something here. <laughs> ah, spring is in the air. Give your store a fresh look this season with Zipify Pages, a one-of-a-kind landing page and sales funnel builder for Shopify. Their impressive library of templates comes from their own $175 million Shopify store. In just a few clicks, you can optimize your product pages, category pages, and even your homepage. So they're ready to make you a lot more sales. Need to do some spring cleaning on last year's marketing campaigns? They have a template for every type of marketing funnel, from holiday sales to new product launches. And because every template is tested first on their nine-figure Shopify store, you know they actually work. Zipify Pages makes it easy to run better promotions, launch better ad campaigns, and split test your way to better conversion rates. And you can do it all yourself without needing to hire an expensive designer or developer. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 5,000 Shopify merchants. Go to zipify.com slash Kurt. That's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T to start your 14-day free trial today. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at zipify.com and ask for the tech nasty bonus tech nasty Na another one native subscriptions so previously you had to use a subscription app and then over the last several years they moved them all to like it has to work in this particular way with an api and the advantage in selling plans 
And the advantage to that was the previous subscription apps were a little hacky in that they circumvented the Shopify checkout to work and they no longer had to do that. Well, once they were there, there really wasn't much stopping Shopify from adding subscriptions to the front end themselves because they've done all the back end work for you. But for them, you know, every app feature you add, that's more support, that's more documentation. That's a lot and it starts to add up. And so uh, that would be my guess as to why they've resisted until now. And they now there's uh, simple subscription offerings with a free Shopify subscriptions app. And uh, Toby tweeted about it. It was a reply to somebody. And he said, because yeah, whenever Shopify releases an app that works the same as existing apps, people are like, oh, I'd hate to be them. You know, oh, what's recharge must be terrified, that kind of thing. And he replied to one of those uh, statements and said, well, our app is basic and utilitarian, but works well. This is meant as a floor. We hope that all apps will raise the ceiling by providing more and complex and exciting implementations. And if a good example of that Shopify product reviews, we've had that forever, Shopify product reviews. Yeah, people still use Yachtpo. Yeah, how many people actually use it? They use those paid apps, and it's because Shopify product reviews, it works, it's simple, fatal flaw, it doesn't send review request emails. Yeah, that was my other question about the bundles app, about the bundles edition, is that it's like, what is bad about it? Like what? Just that limit. Just that. Well, but can you do the? Well, I guess with apps, maybe you could do break the limit. Uh, moving on from that, the AI announcements. That's what they led with. In addition, if you check out the site, gotta make the stock go up. Say the buzzword of the month. The where's my Terminator sound drop? It's in here somewhere. <laughs> nope. Ah. No problemo. There you go. How about the blockchain? The blockchain. Shopify on the blockchain. The NFTs. Yeah. I mean, we they were very into that. Until they weren't. You know, unlike NFTs and blockchain, there's actual practical uses to AI. Is there? Yeah. It's, I make it write all the emails I don't want to write. <laughs> okay, fine. But. <laughs> Shopify magic was included in here, which that we've seen, that's been around. Um, it's not in every store, but you get like a, a sparkle icon that you click and Shopify magic. It's an implementation of ChatGPT right in that rich text editor. And so you can do like quick, rewrites and uh of content which is it's helpful it's nice to have that built in there um but the really the fancy one is shopify sidekick so do you remember this product they used to have um shopify kit i do i remember we went to unite and they were all talking up how great kit was yeah and how it was going to run your store for you yep and that, that was michael perry's baby um and kit uh they shut that down <laughs> the <laughs> idea was there uh, the technology was not, you know, Siri still not real bright, I guess, similar to Kit. But now with ChatGPT, these chatbots, the promise that they gave us 10 years ago, can it now they can live up to it. So like George Lucas, the technology wasn't available at the time to do what they wanted. So this is Kit Special Edition. Yeah. Now you you don't think about motion capture today, but... Jar Jar Binks was the first motion capture performance. But I'm not talking about episode one. I'm talking about special editions. So oh. what you're saying is in this kit, Greedo shot first. Yes. <laughs> With Shopify Sidekick, the idea is you could just talk to the Shopify admin, give it prompts, and then have it do things for you. And so the the examples that they gave in a demo video, because no, I don't know that anyone's actually played with this yet, but its potential is like, you say, hey, I want to run this discount. This is the promotion I want to run. And it could potentially just set it up for you. Not just tell you how to do it. Just do go it. ahead and do it yeah. for you. Which would be 
really it would, it would cut out the middleman on some of these tasks. Uh, where I see the value in it is analytics. It, I wish Google Analytics would do this too, where I always know what I want to get out of the data. I just don't know where to find it or how to do it necessarily. And so if I could tell it like, all right, I could you just graph average order value, you know, on the last 90 days and now break it down by um, acquisition channel. And if it could just come back and give me that chart, that would save me a ton of time and let me like actually get insights out of this thing without, you know, spending as much time or Googling how to do it. And so I like the idea. The words if and potentially got used a lot in that in that paragraph. All right. So the the during that AMA, the big question they got was, when can I play with additions? I only asked one question. That was it. And, the, you know, uh, Glenn Coates, who is on the call, is like, oh, that was, you know, 500 people asked when they could get access to Shopify Sidekick. And I wrote down what he said. We're not in a place where we think it's being amazing consistently enough. It's not what it can do. It's how consistently it can do it. So it doesn't work right yet. And that would be the subtext there. Yeah, it's the, yeah. because come on, man. You've, you're the king of chat GPT. You're using it constantly. It's you're tough like, to get the same answer like, twice. Yeah, you're like, what do I have for, like, you're at the point where you're like, what do I eat for dinner? Chat GPT, tell me. Just tell me what to wear. Tell me what to wear. Like, you can't function without it now at this point. And how many times has that thing lied to you? Like, lied. Like, that is not real. Uh, oh, I have even simple stuff. I was like, I'll I'll have it write me game walkthroughs. Sometimes it just makes the stuff up. Yeah. So if this, it doesn't know, it just makes it up. Yeah. So this thing where you were like, all right, we'll graph this average order value over uh, by by channel. Uh, it's not going to give you that information. Come on, man. Like, you know, it's just going to make that bullshit up. Yeah. The problem is it is very much a black box in its thinking and approach. And so you really you ask it the question. It gives you a totally coherent response. Yeah, it's a little puppy that has to give you the right answer. It can't. It, it, it has no internal grading of the quality of its answer. So it's just like, here you go. There's an answer. Yeah. It's, like these words are statistically likely to go well together. That's is all its it answer. Is. That's all it is. It's smart Siri. That's you know, it's Siri that sounds better. And the more you play with it, the more you discover and run into stuff like that. So I think something like Shopify Sidekick, which would essentially be a chatbot that lives inside the admin of your store and assists you with things. At this point, totally plausible, but to what degree? Yeah. I, the idea of the enterprise computer that I could just ask things and it tells me the answer to it. Elkars voiced by who? Gene Rodberry's wife. Oh, oh, what's her name? Michelle Barrett. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it, it come on. That, that's all I have to say. To I saw the demo of it. I think they posted like a video on Twitter or yeah, somewhere. Yeah, Toby posted a video. Yeah, and I, my response to that video is just, come on. Come on. Show it to me. Let me, let me do it. Show it to me. Why okay. can't you show it to me? What's the matter? Let me do it. This is what I do when people tell me how easy something's going to be. <laughs> Doc, it's so easy. This other store did it. You could do it. All right, if it's so easy, just show me. Show me how to do it. Just show me. And, of course, then it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um. I have no doubt that this thing will come to fruition. It'll just be a question of like how how much of this functionality can it live up to? How useful can it really yeah, be? Yeah, this thing where I saw someone where it's like add, you know, change this and like add so it's like straight up making code changes on the store. Oh, I like, would not trust that. I'm like, no, it's not. Like 
maybe Dawn only. But it's like any rando freaking theme on any store. Again, it has it has it's the most self-confident thing you've ever seen in your life. So if it, if it's allowed to make code changes maybe on Dawn, like they have it like worked out, they fed it a bunch of information on Dawn, and then you install it on another store with a different theme, it's just going to go, "Okay." And then like completely bone all the code on that on that other theme or is it going to stop itself i don't know well and that's what a you know out of that that quote which is it's not what it could do it's how consistently it could do it i mean that's my experience with chat gpt because like, i'll when i get a good workflow i'll write all that down and then i'll do exactly the same thing a week later and get nowhere near as good results yeah and so consistency with ChatGPT is a problem, especially for them, where it's like it just needs to be the technology backend. Uh, so I understand the issue. We'll see what happens. And the other thing that's been rolling out over time is um, improvements to the Shopify B2B, their wholesale experience. And it has always worked but it's been limited or not right for various reasons. And it's finally getting to a point where it's really pretty solid because now they're, the series of feature improvements they made, um, volume pricing, quick order list, proper payment methods, credit card vaulting, which is nice. People can actually store their credit card in here. Um, the, and that works with draft orders as well. And the the volume pricing is cool. So essentially... You could do quantity breaks as part of that wholesale channel. And so I know before that, you know, there have been stores where we've had to create a completely separate wholesale store for someone. And that's how they achieved it. Um, so that's not the way anymore. Now they're just going to have a, they have their one store and then they do what? There's, you add the whole, the, you add this wholesale channel, Shopify B2B, and then that, they log into a separate subdomain, you know. Okay. But and you're it's still a different experience. But you're still maintaining one store? And it's still one store. This is just a sales channel that's plugged into it. And so that you strip away all the nonsense of a theme in front-end development. And, and so they, and they have a login for the wholesale version of the store. They have a as customer part, account. As part of their yeah. account. And they're logged in. And then they get, you could also, you know, they get their own pricing and quantity breaks, and it's got their credit card info saved. It's a pretty good experience if you want, like, I want a no-nonsense B2B ordering experience, which, you know, years ago when I worked in automotive dropshipping, when you had to place an order through a B2B channel, none of them were styled in any way. Yeah, it sucked. Yeah, and you had a few people who you had to fax an order to. Oh, God, that would have been 2008. There were people who you still faxed orders to. Nutty. I'm sure there's a, a few people left. I still like sending faxes. Um, but, uh, I mean, that's all exclusive to Plus plans. The If you're not on Plus, doing a separate store uh, is a good workaround, or there's various wholesale apps. Ooh, inaccurate tracking. It's a silent profit killer. Every misdirected ad campaign, every misunderstood customer behavior, it's all money down the drain. But there's a fix. Elevar. It's your comprehensive tool to track and optimize all your conversions, making sure your marketing efforts aren't wasted. With Elevar, you get server-side tracking, boosted Klaviyo flow performance, and boosted meta performance. That's better data, more accurate targeting, and ultimately, more conversions. Join the ranks of over 6,500 successful D2C brands. 
like Glossier, Viore, and Magic Spoon. They've all turbocharged their conversion tracking with Elevar. Data-driven decision-making requires solid data and insights. Don't let your competitors get ahead because you're stuck with insufficient data. Invest in Elevar now and make every marketing dollar count. Their plans start at $0 a month, and all plans include a 15-day free trial. Go to getelevar.com to get started. E-L-E-V-A-R, Elevar. All right, this new one that I have not, I've not played with it. It is only in developer preview. So this is like real early. Don't expect to see this <laughs> showing up anytime soon. But flex sections. I don't understand what this is. We're, ex we're extending how you write sections in a theme. And with the end goal being a true drag and drop page editor. And you, also they very clear they want all of that content to not live in that theme anymore. Just get all that into meta objects. And then the other advantage to that is if it's like, oh, an AI is, re is arranging the sections on a, my homepage. Well, I mean, that's how it would have to be able to do it in this very like templated syntax approved way. I don't understand what this is. The claim is that this is going to add just like true drag and drop landing page builder effects to our current theme editor, which is close to that, <laughs> but not quite like I really, I can't, you know, actively drag stuff around in the example. It's like, you know, an animated GIF. So example. wait, so if it's like you have a section on your store and you put content into that section, the content is not can now be attached to that section and you could just move the whole kit and caboodle around your store? Yes. All right. There you go. The phrasing they use is custom pages backed by meta objects is the end goal. And this flex section, it sounds like that is a, a component to this. But when stuff's a developer preview, you can't use that in a live store. And so that tells us there this is and we got some time before anybody has to really worry about this. The other thing they revealed in that AMA um, is they have not figured out a, a path for backwards compatibility. You know, how do you make this work? Well, then that makes it like a non-starter. Like, to be honest, like there's too much technical debt. They can't kick everyone on an old theme off Shopify. Well, that's the way end up with Online Store 3.0. Yeah, Online Store 3.0. Well, good for us. We made that up. Because then we get yeah. to go every, go to everyone and be like, ugh, you don't have a 3.0 theme. Guess you got to give us a bunch of money. You know, at this point, when people show up with a 1.0 theme, I'm like, look, it's over. Don't, you're throwing good money after bad with this. You got to upgrade to 2.0. True. Because even if you get this 1.0 theme where you want it, you're still behind just installing Dawn. One page checkout. I don't have a single experience with this beyond i've seen it in a couple stores but none that were our clients i want to play with one page checkout real bad should be rolling out um this says available all plans i thought this was a, a shopify plus thing but no it says available all plans and that makes sense like why would they want to maintain two tiers of checkout the i mean there's a few uh, the checkout editor is different for plus or that's just like flipping a switch. That's not like a completely because I mean that's Shopify's base product is the checkout. Let's yes. be honest. That's yeah. they that's how they view it. So yeah, the idea of maintaining two different separate branches of their main product 
that you trust them to have optimized. Yeah, not a good idea. Yeah. So I think it's good fun. that it's good that it's going to roll out to everyone. The they did a study. They claim improved conversion rates with this. Uh, about a third improvement with the one page checkout versus other platforms. And I take it with a grain of salt, but it, it tracks. I mean, it, it could perform better. I would love to play with it myself. I'm sure that'll that'll happen soon enough. And then with that, there's new. So there's that checkout extensibility concept. And like one page checkout is a feature in this new checkout called checkout extensibility. There are other new things being added to it. They're expanding the API. So it's like, yeah, we don't, we can no longer edit the checkout. Things change, but they're giving apps more and more ways to plug in and hook into this checkout, including like in the past, if I wanted to run an address validator, which is if you ship enough orders, you save money and hassle if you have an address validator. That you'd have to be on Shopify Plus. I'd have to be able to hit the checkout. I got to drop a line of code in. It would mess with the checkout inputs and it would be able to do the validation. Now that's part of the API. You know, they're like, look, yeah, you're losing access to these things. When they got, they end it, checkout.liquid goes away, script editor goes away. When those things leave, I, when those were announced as leaving, we didn't necessarily have replacements for every scenario. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like they're actively going through efforts to add, uh, paths through the API or the functionality themselves to replace all this stuff. So that's good. Yeah, I hope so. We need a, uh, what's the law? The dumb California cancer law. Oh, Prop 65? We need a Prop 65 app badly. (laughs) There should, well, with Prop 65, I think it's everything everywhere will probably give you cancer. Well, you, you, you just have, but you obviously don't want to give the throw up the cancer warning for the other 49 states. So you need oh, to be right. able to You're read right. the state field to say California and then throw up the pointless cancer warning. The Those were all my highlight updates that I liked. What were the low light updates? What was the thing where they were like, we're making it slower? No, we're going to lose your orders. Hey, Metafields, 4X faster. I don't know, 4X <laughs> faster at what? I did not get that far. Well, you know, from not having Metafields. <laughs> I learned I learned today that uh, the Metafield code was first committed by Toby at least 10 years ago. Well, it already existed. I mean, the ads, it's just that it, Metafields, I felt like were always there. I mean, that's what a lot of the... Um, the reviews apps had. Yeah, apps like, would use it as a way they, to store. They'd use it to store information, the star value, the number of reviews, let's say. I mean, so like it was always there to have these like secret fields that weren't exposed to the store owner. I mean, that's all the all the Metafield update really is, is we're now exposing the Metafield fields themselves on the end of the, on the visual end of the store that you could actually edit. There's a team of developers that worked on that. They're all crying right now. Well, I'm saying they did. No, I mean, they did a great job. I'm just saying, you know, it's not like it was a a big new special thing. It was always kind of there hiding away. Yeah, if you knew how to get to it. Yeah, they just exposed it. It's just become significantly more useful now. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, there are 100 plus updates in there. Some of the others, um, you know, it was like Metafields are Forex faster. I did not bother to look at Forex faster at what? Uh, draft orders, really, they expanded a lot of the features in that. Where, like, draft order had odd limitations that regular orders didn't. A lot of those have gone away. Um, the Shopify admin, it's got a new look. It's got that, like, all gray Tim Burton color palette now. 
Yeah, it's so gray and flat. It's impossible to tell anything apart. I love it. The fonts all got a little smaller. Yeah, making ooh, so small and gray. The uh, and I'm sure they'll fix it, but I noticed in a few places <laughs> it had a a playful disregard for traditional alignment rules, <laughs> <laughs> like things things were breaking to different lines. Um, I don't. Know, I like the I. Just give me the old colorful one. I just want insane primary colors. I want to look like a box of crayons melted like, on a radiator. Can a button look like a button? Does like a button need to be, you know, one bit grayscale different from everything around it? Like, ugh, come on. Well, we just did this whole, for our app crowdfunder, we did um, built for Shopify program, which is where they tell you, hey, here's how to make your app better and like fit in with Shopify admin UI. And the vast majority of those changes were bring it in line with the look of our admin. And like they um, they give you those guidelines, they call it Shopify Polaris. Um, and we'd gotten a little creative with them. And so they helped us get it. It looked really good. And we just wrapped that up and now they changed the admin. So I know where I'm on borrowed time until we're gonna be required to change it. Thanks guys. Yeah, like, oh. Oh, and they added a thing, um, apps. They're called admin admin UI extensions, I think was the name of it. Previ like if you want to use an app, you it's yeah, it's in your Shopify admin, but it's really, you know, it's like you're it's embedded, you're looking through the Shopify admin. Yeah, at this yeah, app. yeah. Like you have your own like kind of thing that you've built that then the Shopify admin is pulling. It's wrapped around. And uh, yeah. So the Shopify admin UI extensions are going to let you access apps through pop-ups. So like I'm on a product page now. I don't have to leave the product page. Go to apps, load the app. Instead, I could just you know it can add itself and pop up as like a little window. Well, that sounds nice. Yeah, that sounds convenient. Um, what else? What and they've added built by shop, built for Shopify for apps. And I would like to note that our apps are built for Shopify. One is well the best one. Yeah, the good one. So crowdfunder. Our app is. Better than almost all the apps on Shopify, so you should buy it. Believe I, me, getting this badge was a huge pain in the ass, so we really need you guys to buy our app to justify all the hoops we had to jump through. Yeah, that would feel great. I beg of you. Yeah. Now I'll quit talking about crowdfunding after that. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's other stuff I'm missing, but that those were the those were the big ones. And not just you know, this not just the stuff that was interesting to me. This is what I saw a lot of people talking about is like this is the exciting stuff. And then you could break it down into like, well, there's a lot. A lot of these updates are really geared more toward developers. Shopify really invested really big on their developer community. And so there's a lot of that um, that we're not. We touched on a little bit. But yeah, hold on. Let me scroll through this thing real quick, see if there's anything I missed. <laughs> oh, hey, you know about your shop store on the shop app? Oh, I often use shop cash on the shop store with my shop app to shop for things. <laughs> Oh, by the way, you know, crowdfunder that was a that was considered a generic well, name yeah, for I mean, some time. Yeah, our, our our app crowdfunder, its name was too generic, and we had to have a huge fight with Shopify in order to keep it because you know you can't just call things generic words because I mean it's like not fair. It's confusing. It's confusing yeah. and not fair to just like claim that piece of land that's a generic word that everyone would use in everyday activity. Anyway, I was using Shopcast to shop on my shop app using Shopee made by Shopify, uh, and that's all fine. They also, there's shop credit. Yeah, shop credit and shop cash, shop app to shop. Uh, you can now optimize your shop store for millions of mobile shoppers. Your shop store, as opposed to the other stores. And other your your Shopify store. online store is different than your shop, shop store. Than your shop store, yeah. Yeah, that's your, that's your listing inside the shop app. 
I, I'm not making any are, of this those up. Those are called shoppies. You call those shoppies? Those, those are shoppies. You're shoppy in the shop app. That's our, see, now you're into your shop, like. That links to your shop store? That's a unique branded name, shoppy. <laughs> so we're, that's out. Let's oh, go yeah, back you're to right, shop. You're right, you're right. It's shop. But no, that's it. Like if you go in, I think it's settings branding. Mm-hmm. They give you all these options. And apps could pull those in through the branding API, which is nice. So they can like kind of auto configure themselves. But I think that's primarily for the the shop app to be able to pull this stuff in and give you a nice listing. And increasingly, people do use the shop app. Um, and so and it's free to get to list your store in there. So you may as well, you mm-hmm. know, just another point of discoverability as more and more people Google the word shop. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure it'll just if you need any more information on this just google the word shop i mean clearly it would it, that'll come up right away man just you know it's just as fun and creative as the android web browser which is called browser <laughs> not anymore no they changed it oh no it's been chrome for a long time oh my mistake but no back in the day the android web browser was called browser yeah that was always fun to google <laughs> you know there's so many updates in here i'm not i'm not doing any more you'd Check it out. Go to uh, Shopify.com slash editions, the summer 23 update. It's a really cool presentation, and it's kind of fun. If you hit view source on it, there was a scavenger hunt in there that would give you a coupon code for the Shopify supply store. That's kind of neat. Um, I like – I such a dork. I love stuff like that. Like last year – I think it was last year they had a thing where, like, there was a hidden button that would put it into, like, a – it looked like terminal. So you're saying I would buy my Shopify supplies at Shopify supply? Yes. Yes, you would. Is that their shop store? You know, it's actually, that's the TLD. It's <laughs> Shopify.supply. How is that a TLD? Everything's a TLD. Ugh. <laughs> I'm sure dot .podcast is as we look to wrap up this dot .podcast. I think dot .website is a TLD. I, I'm sure it is. And I would like get that one just ironically. A lot of the new TLDs are expensive compared to the old stuff. But Stupid. obviously, like tons of availability. I like dot XYZ. That's kind of fun. But all right, that uh, well, I have nothing more. The only cool inf- one, interesting the only to say here. Cool one is dot SU. Why? It's the, that's the Soviet Union TLD that ended up never getting used because the Soviet Union collapsed before anyone was really getting TLDs. Oh, it's exclusive. It's exclusive. Unreleased. Yeah, it's a, yeah. You get bootleg dot SU TLDs. <laughs> I'm not gonna. You're no. You're not baiting me into. And doing shtick on TLDs anymore. Oh, I'm here. I could I could do a good I could do a tight 15 on TLDs. Wow. <laughs> that's a that's too much that's too much domain name content <laughs> for me. Uh if you have your own TLD jokes or comedy sets to share with us, please join us in our Facebook group, the unofficial Shopify Podcast Insiders. We would be happy to hear it. Specifically, make sure you tag Paul Mm-mm. in your domain name no, jokes. Never contact me. Never contact me. I don't like leaving my house. Leave me alone. That's all of that's true. Uh, thank you for listening. Keep selling. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Five stars. The unofficial Shopify podcast is brought to you by Loop. Loop is a returns management platform that makes returns profitable and stress-free for you and your shoppers. Loop offers automated returns, exchanges, and store credit options to lower costs and increase revenue. You want to offer at-home pickup or boxless drop-offs? Need to lower return costs or increase repeat purchases? How about all of the above? That's what's possible with Loop. Loop delivers customized returns management solutions for Shopify merchants of all sizes, like Studs, Princess Polly, Epoxy, to turn returns into returning customers. 
find out why thousands of Shopify merchants choose Loop to manage their returns at loopreturns.com. That's loopreturns.com.